With Hashem's deep love, you're listening to the 112th edition of the Daily Kabbalah lesson. The Nefesh Khan continues and tells us that based on this understanding that when Adam HaRishon, the first man, he did this sin and brought the evil into him and became a part of him, so now we can begin to understand some interesting verses that before we wouldn't have had the same depth of understanding. The verse says in Genesis chapter 2 verse 17, it says, On the day that you eat from it, you are going to die. Now we need to know that when God says these things, it doesn't mean God is cursing him. He wants to bring about this punishment because he did something and he defied the will of God. That's not the understanding, that's not at all what the Torah has in mind. But rather, the, the explanation is based on what we're saying. That once Adam HaRishon, the first man, would eat from this tree, there would be an obligation for him to die. Why? Because now that the evil is mixed into him, now that it became an inseparable part of him, the only way to separate it out is only through his death. By the man dying, by a human being dying. So that's how the soul is separated from all of the evil that's been inside of him, that got mixed into him through death. And also, he says, through the decomposition that occurs inside of the grave, that's a difficulty for the soul, for the body. And that's something that causes that the evil should be removed from the soul. And so, basically, that's the understanding of the verse. The verse is not coming to say, God is not coming to say you're going to get punished, but rather, we want you to have the ultimate good, and the only way you can have the ultimate good is if you get separated from the evil. The only way to experience the ultimate good of the closeness to God is only if there's no evil within you anymore. So now, that can only be accomplished through death. So it wasn't really a punishment, but rather it was a means to be able to get the ultimate good that's waiting for him as well. Now, interestingly, the Nefesh Chaim also explains that this helps us understand the verses also later on. It says, Hina Adam God says he's worried that uh, if Adam Arisha, the first man, is allowed to stay inside of the Garden of Eden, what's going to happen? He's going to stick out his hand, he's going to end up taking from the Eitzachayim, from the Tree of Life, and he's going to live forever. What's the big deal? I mean, if, this is, if there's anything that God would want, it's that Adam Arisha, the first man, should live forever, and he, Hashem wants to give the ultimate good. That's why He created the entire world. What's the explanation? The explanation is Hashem doesn't want him to live forever because if he lives forever, he's going to be, he's going to have this evil mixed into him forever. The only way to get the evil out of him is through death, through the decomposition that occurs in the, in the grave. That's the only way to get the evil out. So that's why Hashem has to specifically send him out of the Garden of Eden. So he wouldn't have access to the tree and believe that, you know, maybe I should live forever. It's better if I live forever, even with the evil within. Because no, because God wanted the evil to get removed through death. And this way, ultimately, man would be able to experience the ultimate good of closeness to God. This concept also helps us understand there's a Gemara in Shabbos on Nathan Hema Beis, page 55b that says that there were four people that even though they didn't have any sins to their name at all it was still necessary for them to die and the reason that it was necessary for them to die is as we said because since there was this mixture inside of them of evil the only way to get that mixture out to get that evil out of them was only through death that's why these people had to die as well and this is something that continues until the end of days where the Torah says in Isaiah chapter 25 verse 8 it says then death will be finished for all time because as long as there's evil in the world, so we still need death. But when it comes to the, to the, the end of days, so evil will be completely destroyed. Once evil is completely destroyed, there's no more existence of evil. Evil is not a part of creation, it's not a part of man. So then the necessity for death will also disappear. Now, we've ended a long note that was in the Nefesh HaChaim, and it comes back to the concept that we were speaking about previously, which had to do with the fact that the human being contains within him all the different levels of creation, all the different levels, all the different dimensions. And he says that the commandments as well, they're attached to all of these different levels of reality. And thus, each one, each mitzvah, each commandment, these, these actions, they contain within them a certain power, a certain light that's brought down from all the different levels that they're attached to. 
the Nefesh Chaim continues to bring down from a few different sources in the Zohar, where we see this idea that in fact, all the mitzvahs, the commandments, they combine together, they have all this power at each different level of reality, and they have the ability to bring that down upon a person. So now, so he explains that when a person does the will of Hashem, when a person does the will of God, he fulfills a commandment, so depending on which part of his body he uses to fulfill that commandment, so it affects, in the upper world, something that corresponds to it's not literal at all, but as it were, in the upper worlds, so there's a hand, and when you use your hand to pick up an esrog, you, to, to take a lulav and an esrog, and you shake it, the way that the mitzvah prescribes, the way the halacha prescribes, so that actually action, so it affects, in the upper worlds, the hand above, the hand that has to do with the mitzvah, totally not literal, totally not exactly what it's saying, but just for us to get a little bit of an idea. So there's an effect that happens in the worlds above based on the action of the person below. And by that action, so it brings down the light that's inherent to that mitzvah, that's inherent to that commandment, it brings it to the upper world, and it draws it down to our world as well. And the, the amount of light, the purity of the light, will have to do with how much purity he had in his thought, how, how pure his intentions were, and the way that he actually did the action. Accordingly, that's how much light is brought down into the upper worlds and onto the person himself as well.